be able to be here and study with you once again. I'm excited about that. I know you are excited as well. I was talking to Logan in the back right before we began, and he was asking me, well, what, do you, what are we going to study about tonight? What are you preaching on? And I told him, I mean, I feel like I'm down the road on this holiness thing, and there has to be one more lesson that we can get out of the idea of holiness. And certainly there probably is way more than one more, but we're going to spend another week kind of thinking about living a holy life, but this time thinking about the impact that our holy living can have on the people around us. We've talked about God and his holiness, that leading to us thinking about our holiness as he commends us and pushes us to be holy for he is holy. And so we talked about that last week. And now this week we're going to talk about that now that we're focused on our own holy living, the impact that that can have on the people around us. That's what we all want. Now, if you begin to think about it, and I were to fire out just questions, and I would ask you a question like this, do you want to make or to have an impact for good in your life? Would you like to be well-respected by the people around you? Would you want to be respected by them? When you get to the end of your life, Would you prefer people to say, here is someone who made a difference? You see, probably all of us will answer yes to questions like that. And there's probably a lot of us that would even make that a goal of ours or a dream of ours to have positive, good impacts or to make good, positive, spiritual differences in the lives of people. And that's what I want us to focus on a little bit today. I want us to be thinking about that because there isn't a one of us that would say, you know, I would prefer just in my life to be a space taker. Just take up space. That's what I want. I don't want to make a difference. I don't want to make waves. I just want to take up space. Nobody wants that. But the reality is there will ultimately be loads of space takers. But as holy people, we can make a difference. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about making a difference. Let's think about the importance of doing so. Let's begin by thinking about our culture. In our culture, the way our culture says the best way to make an impact The best way to make a difference, the best way to influence people, the very best way to do that culturally is riches or popularity or honor of some capacity. If you can be super rich or you can become super popular, those are the people that make the greatest influence on the people around them. Those are the ones who make the biggest impact. That's what culture says. But is that the reality? Now, you can look back probably 25, 50, 100 years even, and you can look up, even in our country, the richest people, the most popular of people, and you'd probably be surprised just 25 or certainly 50 or 100 years ago how many people you'd find on that list you had never heard of ever. 
But you know, in the 1950s, they were one of the most popular people of all time. Or in the 1900s, everybody knew their name. But here we are now, no one knows who they are. Because riches and popularity do not make lasting impact. So let's begin to think about what does. In the book of Proverbs, in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 1, the proverb writer will say, A good name, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Loving favor rather than silver and gold. It is the idea of reputation. Now let's think about what reputation is. Now again, let's go culture versus biblical things. In our culture, reputation is image. Biblically, reputation is built on character. I might say, what's the difference in those two things? Those sound similar, right? Those sound similar. And and I'll tell you, there is a profound difference in those two things. I I said culturally, reputation is built on image. Biblically, reputation is built on character because the reality is character. Character is what you really are. Image is what people think you are. Those are the two differences, And what we do, certainly in our culture, is we are pushed and prodded to build our image. That's social media in every way. That's the dangers of social media, that I'm showcasing my image, that I'm living for the likes, or I'm living for the shares, or I'm living for the views. I am pushing my image. I want people to think something of me. I'm pushing my image. And culture then says, well, that's your reputation. But when we look up words like that biblically, or we think about concepts like that biblically, God isn't interested in those kinds of things. He's interested in what we really are on the inside. And that is our character. And so a big part of our time tonight is for us to begin to ask the question. And I'm going to bring it up now, and I'm going to bring it up at the end. And maybe it's something that you'll need to meditate about over the next week or couple of weeks. And the question is this. What am I pushing? Am I pushing my image or am I pushing my character? What am I showcasing? What am I showcasing? Am I showcasing my image or am I showcasing my character? You see, it's a tough question that we've got to dig into the heart to find. And I'll tell you that God is interested in his people, his holy people, pushing their character, not their image. And so let's talk about how our character of holy living can make a difference in the lives of the people around us. I'm going to give you four things to be thinking about tonight. Four things that I think that holy characteristics that can and will make a huge difference and have a big impact on the people around us. Four things that we can be thinking about, and the first is this. You speak the truth. If you are someone that routinely and commonly and thoughtfully is pushing to be a truth speaker, you will have a huge impact on the people around you. Now, the flip side of that is the same. If you make the choice to be a lie speaker or a deceitful speaker, that also will have an impact on the people around you. 
But God is interested in his people speaking the truth. And if we can be people who speak the truth, we will make a difference in the lives of people around us. Let's look at a couple of passages in the book of Proverbs. If you brought your Bibles, that's fantastic. We're going to put it to use. If you brought your Old Testament, fantastic. We're only going to put that to use. If you have only tonight brought your book of Proverbs, you have coincidentally caught a break because we will only be in the book of Proverbs. So Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 7. Excellent speech is not becoming a fool, much less lying lips to a prince. Chapter 25 and verse 14. Whoever falsely boasts of giving is like clouds and wind without rain. And so these two passages point to a couple of different things. Number one, speak with honesty. Speak with honesty. And secondly, keep your promises. You think, culturally, we ultimately struggle with both of those things. Number one, speak with honesty. Our culture says, generally speaking, and most of the time, that is the right choice. But we are tempted by our culture think that there are options and opportunities where speaking the truth or being honest isn't necessarily the right choice. We have a culture and says there are some circumstances where speaking the truth is the wrong choice, that the best thing to do is to lie, or the best thing to do is to deceive, or the best thing to do is withhold. And when we live in a culture like that, that is promoting those kinds of ideas, it becomes very tricky for the holy liver. It becomes very tricky to live in a culture that isn't just promoting truth speaking, but there are circumstances that they will promote lie speaking. And what God wants from his people is people who speak the truth, people who will keep their promises. When I say something, that something is what I will do. When I promise something, that promise is something that I will do. When I give my word to someone, that is a word that I will keep. Now, all of us know, all of us know, people who are great at that and people who are terrible at that. All of us know. And we're able to then base their reputation on. The reputation that says, here is someone who can be trusted. Here is someone that I can trust with a promise. Here is someone that I can trust to speak the truth. Versus here is someone who cannot be trusted. And so we already know because of the impact that it has on us, that if I speak the truth, I'm going to have an impact on the people around me if I live with integrity. And it's a word that I love. The book of Proverbs, again, chapter 10 and verse 9, he who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. In a lot of ways, it comes down to the question of dependability. Let's think about what holiness is all about. In the last two weeks, we've talked a lot about holiness and what holiness is. And what holiness is for me is striving to be holy like God is holy. What's God's relationship with the truth? He only speaks the truth. 
What's God's relationship with deceit or lies? What does Scripture tell us? His relationship is so incompatible with that. Scripture tells us he cannot tell a lie. And so that should remind us of a few things we've talked about over the last couple of weeks. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And so now we have this understanding of when it comes to my integrity, when it comes to my speaking, I must speak the truth. And if I speak the truth, I'm going to have an impact on the people around me. Secondly, I must be willing to serve others and to do so with enthusiasm, not drudgery. Enthusiasm, not drudgery. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 22. Do they not go astray who devise evil? But mercy and truth belong to those who devise good. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 27. He who earnestly seeks good finds favor, but trouble will come to him who seeks evil. You see, uh, most Christians, we have a strong desire to serve God. It is that serve others category that we often struggle with. I'm all about serving God. I'm all about being there for him. But it is this idea of serving others that is difficult. Again, is it hard for us to just look around us even at the people who are servants and the impact that that has on the people around them? Again, we're talking about what it takes to have an impact. Holiness, service to others is what it takes to have an impact. How are we at that? I think sometimes we like to think we're good at serving others. I think that's what we'd like to think. And a lot of times that may be the case. We would like to think it's something we're pretty proficient at. Uh, Someone told me long ago, I can't remember who it was. I could make a few guesses, but that would just be all that it would be now. But someone told me long ago, the best test to see how your servant's heart is in that current climate, if you have a servant's heart, the very best test is to test yourself on how you react when someone treats you like a servant. When someone treats you like a servant, how do you react to that? Do you react in a way that you're put off? You're put off by having to serve in that capacity? You're put off by someone thinking that you are to serve in some capacity? Are you bothered in that in a massive way? If you're put off by that or you're bothered by that, I don't know what kind of servant's heart we really have. What is your reaction when others treat you like a servant? Thirdly, I'm going to give you these four, and then we're going to tie them all together. Thirdly, you want to have an impact on the people around you? Be generous. You be generous. Proverbs chapter 11, and verse 25, The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Proverbs chapter 22, and verse 9, He who has a generous eye will be blessed. For he gives of his bread to the poor. Again, this is something we recognize. Who do we love to be around? Do we love to be around the giver or the taker? We understand what type of person has an impact. We understand what type of person makes a difference. Even culture understands that to an extent. Who do we build statues for? 
Do we build statues in this country for givers or takers? There's not many statues built for takers, but there are tons of statues built for givers because we understand the impact and the difference that that can have. It's not just about money. It's not just about giving money. We can be generous with our praise, or we can be generous with our encouragement. We can be generous with our time. We can be generous with our smiles, even. Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. That's the one passage this week I've spent the most time kind of thinking about. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. I think there's a lot to read there, certainly personally, that a cheerful heart is good medicine for me personally, but I believe it's good medicine for the people that I'm around. A cheerful heart is good medicine for the people that I'm around. Broken spirit is not good for me personally, but it's also not great for the people that are around me. It's an interesting passage where you can see both sides of that. And so we've got to be generous. Yes, we need to be generous with our material blessings. But we need to be generous with our time. And we need to be generous with our praise. We need to be generous with our encouragement. We need to be generous with our smiles. We talked about that a little bit in our class in Romans chapter 12 today. And when Paul admonishes the church there in Rome to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And, and I raised the question this morning in Bible class, which of those two things are we better at? And I think the reality is the weep with those who weep comes much easier to us. It, it, it certainly does. And I think we do a great job of that here, even at Trader's Point. But sometimes the struggle is to rejoice with those who rejoice. That's an interesting concept to kind of start to think about. But we've got to be willing to be generous with our praise and with our encouragement. And so the question is, what kind of giver am I? Or maybe a better question is, am I a giver or am I a taker? Maybe that's a better question. A holy person is generous in all things. Fourthly, humility. You want to have an impact on the people around you, you live with humility. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 23, pride ends in humiliation, while humility brings honor. Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 21, fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but a person is tested by being praised. What an interesting passage that is. Because success in a lot of ways ruins people. Because it is that test of humility. We oftentimes struggle with that. But you want to have an impact on the people around you, you be humble. Now let's talk about these four things together. Sometimes we look at the book of Proverbs and we, we go through it and we think, well, Proverbs is kind of one of those passages that is just kind of a hodgepodge of, uh, of random thoughts that kind of, you know, is thrown together there by that wise writer. And we get, you know, these things that aren't tied together all that well. They're just kind of a hodgepodge of thoughts that are tossed out there on, on different topics um, uh, that aren't tied together in a lot of ways. And I understand where that's coming from. But I think really the book of Proverbs is a book about character. That's what the book of Proverbs is about. 
It's a book about character. And there's a lot of examples in there of good character and poor character. But it's a book about character. That's what reputation is. It's building that character. And that's what holiness does. Holiness builds that character. It causes us to think about that reputation, but from the inside out. And that's what will cause us to have an impact, will cause us to make a difference. So how do we develop that? How do we develop character? Well, the easy answer to that is choice, daily choices even. We know and we're aware, we can think of sometimes situations or circumstances in our own lives or or situations that we've seen with other people where sometimes the slightest or the smallest of bad or poor choices sink reputation. We understand it from that side where bad choices make big differences. And there is a reality to that. But we've got to be able to flip that and to understand that good choices, even those small, daily good choices, to be holy builds our character and enhances our ability to make a difference. Simple choices. Simple choices on where we go, what we do, who we spend our time with. That was the whole lesson last Sunday. Simple choices on those kinds of things. Simple choices on the types of things that I choose to watch or the types of things that I choose to listen to or the types of things that I choose to read or to look at on the Internet. Simple choices about what I choose to wear and how that communicates to the people that I'm around or even the words that I choose to use and how that communicates to the people that I'm around. It's the choices that I make on the people that I choose to spend time with. The choices that I make on the people that I choose to go to for advisement and counsel. You see, these simple kinds of choices ultimately make profound differences on our character, on our holiness, and whether or not we will make a difference. You see, remember where we started? Who who wants to have an impact? Who wants to make a difference? All of us do. All of us want to make a difference. All of us want to have an impact. All of us want that. It isn't going to happen through accruing the most money, or it's not going to happen through accruing the most hearts on Instagram or accruing the most followers on Snapchat. That's not how you build character. That's how you build an image. That's how you build an image. And God is not interested in image builders. He is interested in character builders. Because that's what holiness is. You think about these things here on the screen. You know, the easy answer, the low-hanging fruit, I'll give it tonight. These four things encompass what Jesus was all about. It's what he was all about. When he was here walking this earth, dealing with the things that we deal with, he was about all of these things. How often did he speak the truth? All the time. How often was he thinking and focusing on his service to others? 
constantly. How generous was he with his words, with his time. Did he ever sacrifice time to serve others? Did he ever sacrifice meals? Did he ever sacrifice rest to serve others? He sacrificed his own life to serve others. There's no question about his generosity. And there is absolutely no question about his humility. And isn't that where we want to be? I want to be like that. I want to be that level of difference maker. That's what I want to be. But ultimately, it's a choice that I have to make. And it's a choice that you have to make. And so as we've, over these last few weeks, really thought about holiness and what it's all about, it, it comes down in a lot of ways to the focus that I have. How far away from the world that I want to get because that's where God is. That's where he is. I want to be holy because he is holy. And that holiness and character building ultimately will make an impact on the people around me. That's what I want as well. And so I appreciate everybody for listening and kind of studying along with me over the last few weeks about holiness. Hopefully it's helpful to you. It's been really helpful to me to kind of bring your life focus down. John helped us with that a little bit this morning of focusing our life, not on the material things, the physical things. What does that do? Nothing. That can be taken away. It's not ours anyway. And then suddenly our life is, is taken. So let's focus on things that do make a difference. And that's holy character building. That's what makes a difference. Let's focus on that. I appreciate you listening so well. Vinny's going to lead us in a song of invitation. It gives us an opportunity to be thinking about not just the things that we've talked about, but really for this moment, our relationship with God. It is the defining relationship. And we need to make sure that it is where it needs to be. What an incredible opportunity we have to be here and to be together and to have this opportunity to consider just for a moment where our relationship is with God. Let's make sure it's where it needs to be. Maybe we can help in some way. If we can, you let us know as we stand and sing.